The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. We were speaking earlier on to the media minister, Catherine Martin, about the two reviews that she has commenced into RTE, as well as her statement that on Friday she intends to be asking uh, the incoming director general, Kevin Backhurst, and the chair of RTE what is going to happen in relation to the executives who are either aware or complicit in the secret payments to Ryan Tuberty. With me is Neve Smith, who is Fianna Fáil spokesperson on arts and culture, and she's chair of the Oireachtas Committee on Tourism, Culture, Arts, Gaelic, Sport and the Media. It seems a long time since you had RTE before your committee because a lot has happened since then, including an appearance at your peer committee, the Public Accounts. Um, Since then, you have asked for more people to join you at your next hearing. What is it that you hope to get to the bottom of at that hearing? Uh, good evening, uh, Anton, and good evening to your listeners. I suppose the que- we started off with the, with the uh, secret payments to Ryan Tuberty and perhaps the deceit of the public and the Oireachtas Committee and of obviously the Minister. But now I suppose the scope of that discussion and investigation, if you like, has been thrown much wider than just that one particular isolated incident. Um, you will have known from watching our committee meeting last week, there was a huge amount of questions fielded by my colleagues on the uh, Iraqis committee and to sum up I suppose when we had done those four hours deliberations we felt there was a lot more questions to be asked to be honest than answered and as part of that we um, put a call to the executive of RTE to supply documentation that you know should inform us more like around all documents pertaining to that tripartite agreement uh, 10 years of the barter account um, clarification on the total expenditure on uh, client entertainment on that account um, other things like the uh, contract for Ryan Tuberty, the contract for Patrick Healty, the upcoming host of the Late Late Show and any costs associated with that with RT. And another item that we've asked for is full disclosure of expenditure on the toy show, the musical. So as you can see, the net has been thrown much wider. Um, I think that is, you know... Um, <sighs> The ball, I suppose, was thrown into the court by that one issue around the Ryan Tuberty secret payments. But I think RT find themselves in much um, more difficult circumstances now, to be honest, not just because of the public distrust that there is now and that breach of trust with them, but um, they are our national uh, state broadcaster and they provide a very important service that the public need to be able to trust that they need to know the information that they're getting is accurate. Uh, so there's a lot of work to be done, I suppose, in, in, in trawling through the information that I've just told you about that we, we've requested. But when we have that all, that is all said and done. I heard you say you had the minister on earlier on too. There's two uh, committees being established to, to look into how we go forward with RT. So I suppose we're doing the bit on what happened to get us to this point. The minister is looking forward as to how we move forward from that. And Neve Smith, what was the deadline for all of that data to reach you? That was 12 o'clock today, Anton. And have you got it? Not as yet. I am told by the close of business, so I don't know what time is the close of business in RTE, but we certainly haven't reached it yet. We are still beavering away here in the Oireachtas at the moment. I just stepped out from our Justice Committee to chat to you. But, um, is that yeah, acceptable? We're close of business. Well, look, I would have thought that um, all of the the documentation that we've requested should be there at the touch of a button. There's nothing have I would Have you received anything? 
Not as yet. Not as yet, Anton. As I said, we have the same executive appearing before us. It is pretty unhelpful, to be honest, because myself and all of my colleagues included need time to scrutinise all of these documents to prepare ourselves for our question tomorrow. It does put um, an extra pressure on us, I suppose, to be able to 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 go through all of that. But that said, we we'll be more than able and capable of doing that. Um, we now, can have I ask you, Neve Smith, in, in relation to the questions that you've asked, because you gave us the, the the list of the tripartite agreement that you wanted to see: ten years of the barter, the total client entertainment, the details of Ryan Tuberty and Patrick Keelty's um, contracts. Just looking at the terms of reference for the reviews that have been commissioned by the media minister, on the first of those, the terms of reference include the oversight and. Mech- mechanisms by which RT engages presenters and contractors, including fees, the use of agents, the impact of costs borne by RTE and the governance of same. Do you intend to raise any questions about those? I suppose most notably the use of and role of the agent. Absolutely. I think that's an inevitable thing that uh, members would want uh, more clarity around that. As you said yourself, there's one particular contractor seems to have huge and wield huge power over the top, some of the stars in RTE, but on, on RTE itself. And it has been said to me that when you see um, a particular contractor walk through the door of RTE, that you know that the, the, the figure could be a, an endless figure in terms of what he will walk out the door with and have achieved for the, the client that he's representing. And I really think that, you know, as our public broadcaster, we need transparency around that. I, I would ask the question, why is it necessary to have a contractor? If, if people are going to work for RT and work for the state broadcaster, it makes no sense to me why this middleman, if you like, is, is required and needed. And I think people will want to know tomorrow what additional costs that puts on uh, RTE to facilitate that uh, con- contractor to make a deal for the client that he's representing. So, I mean, this is against a backdrop uh, Anton, where we have been told for years that RT is floundering in terms of its financial strength, that it needs more revenue and more funding for government, that the TV's license has been broken and, and that's accepted. But you can't be, you know, fielding huge amounts of money for a, a third person in a deal where a, a, a business or not a business, rather the public broadcaster is also saying and crying poverty on the other hand. It just the, the, the two arguments don't stack up and they can't run alongside each other. And I think that's really what the committee's work is tomorrow to try and establish okay. how this came about, how it got itself into a position that it's going through a third party to have the talent that it, it, it has nurtured, to be honest, and to be fair about it, it has nurtured the talent and given these profile, the profile to the stars that we're talking about, how a third person becomes involved in all of that and how much more expense that incurs for RTE. Neve Smith, thank you very much. That is Neve Smith, who is chair of the media committee, which we'll be hearing from executives again tomorrow. And obviously we'll bring you the detail and uh, impact of that. Uh, now, Emma O'Kelly is with us as well. Emma O'Kelly, you will know as the education correspondent for RT, but she's also chair of the Dublin Broadcasting Branch of the NUJ. Um, Emma, with this, uh, as I said earlier on the programme, there are two separate issues. There is the acute issue and there is the chronic. The chronic to do with culture and governance, the acute to do with a secret transaction wherein payment was hidden from public scrutiny to make it appear that Ryan Tupperley was paid X when he was actually being paid Y. The Minister has said that on Friday um, the incoming Director General will be meeting with her and with the Chair of RTE to explain what will be done in relation to the executives who were aware of or involved in that payment. What's your hope for that meeting? Well, you, yeah, Anton, those two areas, the acute and the chronic, obviously were both, 
you know, all of us working at RT, we're interested in both of those areas. Uh, we want answers to the immediate, to, to what happened. And we, we want, uh, obviously, the issues around the, the chronic to be addressed. But we're also, uh, we, we're also very keen to get to, to see change in RTE, to see a complete change of mindset. So my hope, really, uh, for that meeting and for the review that Catherine Martin has announced today um, is, is that there will be that change of mi- mindset. I heard Catherine Martin speaking on the News at One on RTE this afternoon, and she said, I know things need to change. Um, and that's that's absolutely of fundamental importance to people working in RTE. Well, can um, I ask you on that, Emma? Because one of the things that is being sort of uh, assumed in a lot of the discourse is that, quote, culture within RTE is a constant throughout the organisation. Maybe it's an unfair assumption, but I would have assumed that a lot of your journalistic colleagues would have had scruples around how you account for payments, particularly significant payments, that would be of a total cultural difference from what we've seen in evidence given to the committees. Oh, like, I mean, that, that goes absolutely without saying. I, I mean, I've said before, the level of scrutiny uh, that, that we face in terms of what we can do outside of RTE is intense. Um, I, I, and I've given this example, but for example, I was asked to, to record a little short video, maybe two minutes long for, for trainee teachers graduating at Mary Immaculate College. I needed to say, ask permission to do that. I wasn't being paid for that, by the way. And then my bosses came back to me and said, well, what we need to know what you're going to say. And so I told them. Um, and it was only at that point that I was approved uh, to, to, to do this unpaid, very, very minor gig. And that's the level of scrutiny that myself and my colleagues face in the newsroom. Sometimes it can frustrate us. Uh, but we totally understand and support uh, th- what it lies behind that, uh, which is the need for absolute probity uh, I- in the way we we live our lives outside of RTE. Um, and so you contrast that level of scrutiny uh, with, uh, I mean, with, with the, the astounding and astonishing uh, things we've seen, uh, heard about at the committee and seen over the weekend, um, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, contractors and what they can do in their free time. And it, it's it's just... I mean, it's shocking to the public, but it's utterly shocking and very depressing and upsetting uh, for people working in RTEs. So there, there clearly are those those two uh, those two RTEs. And where do you see the schism? Is the schism between the commercial RTE and the News and Current Affairs Division, or is it between executival RTE and journalistic RTE? I, I would see a schism going right across the middle of RTE and the top management is on one side of that line and the rest of us are on the other. And if I can just mention one area that I'm very happy to see in, included in Catherine Martin's uh, second strand of her review, uh, she mentions human resources and looking at areas such as gender equality in the organisation. And on that, and this is talking to your question there, myself and other women in RTE have been banging our heads against brick walls in RTE for years now, since at least 2016, asking, begging RTE to address on a wide way, in a wide way, the issue of gender inequality in RTE. And in all that time, we have had absolutely no meaningful engagement from senior management. So that is a schism to my mind. And that is the serious schism. And I am literally blue in the face. Well, not literally, but I'm blue in the face from hearing from women coming back from maternity leave or women with caring responsibilities going to the organisation going, look, I, I need reduced hours for a few years. And they're getting nowhere. One woman on the phone to me today said there seems to be no budge on anything less than full time. I'm blue in the face from hearing from women who are looking at male colleagues, 
doing the exact same job as they are doing, but getting paid more. And when those women go to HR, uh, they get nowhere. So, so that is what it's like at ground level uh, for so many. And I, I instanced women here, but of course it affects men as well. Um, but, but that's what it's like at ground level. And it's very, very, it's almost impossible sometimes, a lot of the time, to, for people to feel that HR, that RTE corporate will listen and will go, okay, well, we're a large organisation. We should be, you know, doing best practice in this area. So let's see how we can support and help you. Well, it's interesting that you raise that because one of the terms of reference for the review uh, talks about making recommendations, and I quote, to provide an assessment of any organisational culture characteristics and ways of conducting business within RTE, including staff morale and engagement. What's your current assessment of staff morale and engagement? God, I, I mean, it's, it's, it, you know, it, it, staff are engaged with this issue now. I, I mean, I've had people contacting me all day today, not just NUJ members, SIP2 members as well. One person from a female dominated grade talking to me about like the, the short staffing in her area that is causing people to go out on sick leave due to stress and strain. And of course, that affects them all the more. And this person sent me on a, a health and safety report that was done in her area. And I'll quote just one line. The, the health and safety report said it is very likely that there will be a psychosocial injury uh, to workers in that area. So these are the kind of things that people are bringing to the fore now. They're contacting me, they're contacting other people. Uh, so there, 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 there is a level of energy um, and, and people are looking to to, to, to this, this report that's going to be done. They're looking to the various reviews. They're looking to the Oireachtas Committee and they're, they're, they're hoping that, that, that this change that, that Catherine Martin has said she wants to see, uh, they're hoping that this will deliver uh, something and for them. What are they hoping in respect to the arrival of Kevin Backhurst? Because Kevin Backhurst, of course, having been uh, run the, the News and Current Affairs Division in RTE, having been six months as DG, having the level of experience in News and Current Affairs in the BBC that he has, when he arrives in, there will be an entire organisation, I assume, that is looking to him to say, well, look, it's six months for the review. What are you going to deliver right now? So what's the expectation for the new GG? Well, that's that is absolutely the question that, that will be on people's, is on people's minds. Um, I mean, I think the, the, the first thing we want is more trans, well, we're, we're happy that the board is being reconstituted. We will be really, I suppose, watching to see what Kevin Backers does. Um, one urgent thing is, is transparency. We want transparency. Uh, for example, we want the top 100 salaries published, if at all possible. And that is to include contractors and people who are employed via third party companies or whatever. Uh, so we want Transparency. I mean, again, to go back to gender, because it's a useful example, uh, but we, we looked for gender data from RTE, uh, as you, you probably know, and most many of your listeners will know, uh, the, the new legislation obliged companies to publish that data by the end of last year. But when we looked for that data earlier in the year, we were told by RTE, well, we're not going to publish that data until we're obliged to by government. So again, we need a total sea change in terms of transparency. We want, we want all that information out there. And that's something I think that's... That culture of transparency is something that can be introduced, I think, pretty quickly. There could, there can be just, uh, you know, uh, I mean, more or less sort of an edict that goes out that, look, we're going to be open. We're going to, you know, if people look for information, we're going to give it. Okay. Um, so that's one thing that can be done, I think, pretty quickly. That, that, that kind of, um, atmosphere can be pushed, let's say. Um, but yeah, there's a, a we're expecting a lot of Kevin Brackrest uh, coming in. 
Emma, thank you very much. That's Emma O'Kelly, who is chair of the Dublin Broadcasting Branch of the NUJ and is, of course, RTE's education correspondent. Now, the Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.